Do you need help with your journey following Jesus? Has your Bible reading brought up some interesting questions? Um, I, I need a prayer request. Is I've heard um, pastors talk about you can't get to heaven just with good deeds. I was just wondering what you guys think. Is, the, is there a correlation between the seventh trumpet and Revelations as the last trumpet, or is he talking about some other trumpet? Finally, a place to get answers. We're ready to take your prayer request and answer your Bible questions. Call in at 303-690-3000. Let's join Calvary Live right now. And Good afternoon, everyone, and you are listening to Calvary Live, and I will be your host for the next hour. My name is Jeff Figs. I'm usually here with you on Fridays, and I pastor Calvary Chapel Greeley, and I'm ready to take your questions and your prayer requests. So you just heard the number as the show opened up. 303-690-3000. Many of you, you know the number that are regular listeners. I'm so glad uh, that you're tuned in, whether you're a regular listener or maybe you're a brand new listener. Love to be able to talk to you about the things of the Lord. This is an opportunity for you to call in with your questions. Uh, perhaps your Bible reading has prompted some questions or you heard a teaching, or maybe you have a question about Christian living or about current events, how it is that we are to have a worldview as Christians, and I'd love to talk to you about that. Let's go to the Word of God and seek God's Word uh, for uh, answers, for truth, because God's Word is absolute truth. You know, one of the things that once in a while I hear uh, somebody say that the Bible contains truth, we need to understand that the Bible is truth that it is truth from Genesis 1-1 to Revelation 22-21. So anywhere we go in the Bible that tells us how to live when it comes to godliness uh, in Christ Jesus, uh, that we can uh, know how it is uh, that God wants us to live. So if you got any questions about that, I'd love to guide you and direct you the best I know how from God's Word. Also, there's another means for you to be able to ask questions or to give prayer requests, and that is through a dedicated text line. So that number is 720-336-0897. And I always encourage people uh, to put those two numbers in your contacts, even in your favorites. You can just pull it up as you're listening to Calvary Live. And uh, so I just want to welcome all the listeners that are listening live on Grace FM. We have a beautiful day here in Colorado. Um, It's so good to see uh, the sun and the warmth, especially when just uh, a few days ago it seemed like we had snow and cold, uh, but summer is here, summer is coming, and uh, it's so good to see the sunshine, to feel it, and uh, so I'd love for you, maybe perhaps as you're ending your work week, uh, that uh, you are headed home, maybe you're at soccer practice, baseball game uh, with the kids, Wherever you are at home getting a snack for the kids, uh, I'd love to talk to you. Maybe you're out on one of the rural roads uh, here in in, uh, Weld County or eastern Colorado. Uh, We have a huge signal up here on Grace FM in northeast Colorado. Gets up even into the panhandle of Nebraska. If you have uh, opportunity and you can do it safely, please give me a call. Uh, This is your show. This is the opportunity for you, the listener, to call in and ask questions. And you may be asking questions that somebody else has been wondering about 
for a while. So we're here to bless one another and also to pray for you. If you need prayer, I want to uh, just be able to uh, take your prayer requests and we can go to the throne of grace, as Hebrews chapter 4 says, in time of need. And our Father is so gracious uh, to know that uh, those requests will be presented to him. And they're important to him, our prayers. So give us a call. Also want to uh, welcome all the listeners on the East Coast. Uh, those of you listening on Hope FM and Truth FM, uh, you are a week delay in the program, but you can call 303-690-3000. Give me a call. I'd love to talk to you guys. So blessed to be a part of your lives out there in Pennsylvania and New Jersey and Maryland, uh, from Baltimore, you know, and and. Philadelphia and other parts of Pennsylvania, we get calls. Uh, also on Truth FM in Tennessee and uh, other areas, North Carolina, uh, I think parts of Kentucky it encompasses. So give us a call. Love to hear from you. Love to be a part of your lives. Love to bless you guys. 303-690-3000 is the number to call. And then also all the online listeners, you can call that number anywhere in the country. So give me a call. So grab one of those open lines early. All lines are open right now. And uh, let's talk about the things of the Lord. Uh, as we are waiting for the phone calls to come in or the text messages uh, to come in, I want to uh, just make an announcement for those of you up here in Weld County in the Greeley area that we have our Vacation Bible School coming up on Monday through Wednesday at Island Grove Park. So I'd love to have your children come. We've got some really neat things planned, lessons for them from the Bible. Uh, the gospel is going to be presented. So maybe you're listening, and maybe you know some kids in your neighborhood or family members or uh, others that are you know linked to you, to your family, that you can bring them. Maybe they're not Christians. This is definitely an evang- you know, uh, evangelic kind of, of uh, outreach that we're doing. We'd love to give the gospel to them, to, to teach them God's Word. Uh, there's going to be games. There's going to be crafts. There's going to be all kinds of fun that they're going to have. But most importantly, we're going to give them the truth of God's Word, uh, Jesus Christ and Him crucified, the gospel message. And so bring them. And I think that, um, that you'll be tremendously uh, blessed by bringing them. They will be blessed. We're looking forward to it. This is really an outreach to our community. We have people going out throughout uh, this area that are going to be handing out door hangers to invite people in the community. So it's at the Island Grove Park, 930 to noon, starting Monday the 3rd, uh, and then on the 4th and on the 5th from 9.30 to noon, bring your kids from 5-year-olds to 12-year-olds, and we're going to minister to them. Uh, we're going to have a lot of fun with them, and we're looking forward to that time. So want to get that word out. We're so blessed to be able to to minister to our community at that time. Also, just kind of... Um, uh, uh, this is a, a blessed time for me as pastor of Calvary Chapel Greeley because uh, the first Sunday in June in 1996, we had our first Sunday morning service, and I remember that as clear as if it happened yesterday. We had just a handful of people. Uh, we started a home fellowship in January of 1996 in our home on Friday nights. A uh, few people came, and then Sunday morning in the first Sunday of June 1996, um, when we really launched Sunday mornings. And so this is our 
23rd anniversary as a church and doing Sunday mornings. And it, and God has been so good to us. And uh, I look back and I think, wow, where has the time gone? But 23 years that we've been here in Greeley having the privilege to give the gospel, to minister in Greeley and Weld County. Uh, we have people that come from all over uh, the area now, and we're blessed from that. They come from Kersey and from uh, from Eaton up north. They come from Windsor. They come from uh, different places along the Front Range. We're so blessed uh, to have that. So I want to encourage you because there are times, you know, in those 23 years, every ministry goes through different seasons. Uh, we in our lives go through different seasons, and sometimes we can get discouraged. Sometimes it's challenging. Sometimes we think, Lord, are you really working? And I just want to remind you, um, as I think about these things, how God has been faithful and how he's worked. There have been times and seasons we thought, man, is anything happening? And Lord, should we continue to do this? But he's called us to be here, not just to teach from the Bible, but to teach through the Bible. And we've taught through all 66 books of the Bible. We're getting ready. It won't be too much longer. We'll be uh, going through the Bible for the second time, all 66 books. But I want to give you encouragement. Maybe you're in a season where you're wondering, are things happening? You know, what's you know, going on, Lord, uh, you keep faithful to what he's called you to do. A steward is to be found faithful. He'll take care of the results and to remind you, as Paul the Apostle writes to the Corinthians, and it's a word for us, that my beloved brethren be steadfast and movable, always abounding in the work of the Lord, knowing that your labor is not in vain in the Lord. Hey, you keep moving forward. Keep your hand to the plow and uh, keep serving the Lord. Keep living for the Lord. Uh, because the Lord is coming back. Uh, His coming is at hand, and uh, so we need to be about the business of of serving Him and living for Him. All right, we have one open line, so give me a call at 303-690-3000, but let's go to, as I look, and Andrew from the Denver area. And Andrew? Yeah. Can you hear me? Welcome. To, yes, welcome to today's program. Hi. Um I have a prayer request. I've uh, yes. Uh, I work with someone, and I uh, asked her out earlier this week, and we're uh, planning on doing a, a date this weekend, a first date. And uh, we had a chance, uh, spontaneous chance, to go out to lunch yesterday, and um, we had a you know really in depth conversation. And um, toward the end of the conversation, I learned of her political viewpoint, at least a little bit of it, um, but it was uh-huh. enough to kind of set some alarms off in my mind. And um, I, I just, I have a, a significant concern that if um, this goes anywhere, this relationship goes anywhere, that um, there will be some, some real conflict in terms of my viewpoint versus her political viewpoint. And so I was just asking for prayers for, um, for you know, God's leading and direction in that, in that area. Sure. I'd love to pray with you, Andrew. And, you know, I think that the concern that you might have is because the political viewpoint that she has, whatever that may be that's causing concern for you, may perhaps be just um, a reflection of her spiritual uh, viewpoints in 
um, condition. And I think, Andrew, as you're going out uh, for the first time, that you be, um, first of all, a Christian to her, um, a brother to her. Um, You are one that you have the opportunity to bring light and truth into her life. Um, And I think that um, that's the priority that you have right now. Um, Because you can argue politically all the different viewpoints, but, you know, the bottom line is um, you have opportunity. Is she a Christian? Um, I believe she is. Yeah, and if she's a Christian, to be able to talk about her Christian life and her beliefs and and, and to really start there. So, um, but in the meantime, you know, just be that light and and, uh, be one that's an encouragement to her in her walk with the Lord and growing in the Lord. And then other things start to take care of themselves. So father, I pray for Andrew. I just pray that as he's uh, got this friend, he's going to go out, they're going to go out on a date, but Lord, more than anything that Andrew would be, uh, presenting himself as a godly man that loves Jesus. I thank you for his time to call into the radio station because he's not taking this lightly. And Lord, I pray that he would be light and truth to her, that you would prepare her heart for the conversation that perhaps he might have, that you would lead uh, Andrew uh, in the conversation, that you would be uh, the center uh, of this date and the conversation. And uh, I just pray that you would bless and that you would bring wisdom to Andrew, that you would bring discernment to him um, as the days go forward. Uh, But more than anything, that he would be a brother to this sister and that he would treat her as a sister in the Lord and that he would have, uh, again, just that discernment and opportunity and wisdom to minister to her the truth of the things of the Lord um, that he knows. And it's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you. Hey, pray. Thank hey, you, praying for you, Andrew. You bet. God bless you. You have a good weekend. You too. 303 is the number to call. Hey, I just want to encourage you guys as, you know, you grow in relationships with somebody you're dating or something that, um, you know, be that spiritual leader, man. Um, be one that is going to treat that um young lady that you're going out or, you know, maybe you're older, but who, whoever it is as a sister in the Lord and that your desire is um, to speak truth into their lives and encourage them in the Lord. And, uh, and that's where really where it begins to honor the Lord in every area of our lives is what we're supposed to do. We're going to be talking about that as we're going through the book of Romans. We're going through that section of how to be a living sacrifice, how we treat one another. Romans chapter 12 is so incredible. And then uh, how it relates to other areas of our lives. But he is Lord over every area of our lives, and that includes when we're dating and uh, and how we treat others and speak to them and show um, you know. Uh, affection to them, brotherly affection in a way that pleases the Lord. So I want to encourage you as we head into a weekend uh, to always keep that in mind as you grow in those relationships with others. Hey, let's go to uh, Patricia in Denver. Hi, Patricia. Welcome to Calvary Live. How are you you. today? I'm fine. I'm great. I just like calling because something's been bothering me for the whole past three years lately 
Um, uh-huh. I'm a Christian, and I go to church, and, and I'm a um, truly um, tither. I'm a leader in our church. I'm in a ministry with children. And um, this is nothing to do with uh, our ministry. This is something to do with my job. I actually have a friend there, and since day one that I met her, since I met her, she's been... Um, She's actually is a good friend. She's actually one of my supervisors, and I've been. Um, she's been telling me to pray for her, and I pray for her. And she says she's been. She's a Christian. She's a tither, and everything. But then again, um, she drinks. Mm-hmm. She's in, she consumes alcohol, and and she puts in Facebook all these uh, pictures that she's drunk, and she tells me that, well, I'm not. I, I mean, who who are them to judge me? You know, I'm just. You know, I'm not perfect. You know, I I actually, you know, praying to God to take away the alcohol. But then again, you know, I mean, ain't nobody to judge or nothing. But you know what? Something bothers me too much from her that she acts towards different towards me all the time, and it bothers mm-hmm. me. You know, and that's to be so discouraged. I don't know what to do. Maybe it's me, or maybe it's the enemy trying to attack me at my job. But I try yeah. to. I pray on her all the time, and. Everything little thing that I tell her, it bothers her. So it's yeah. like I don't know what to do. I try to keep my distance from her, but you know, I don't know. Yeah. Maybe it's just me or something. And I really do need prayer of this area because Absolutely. it really bothers me. So and and I don't know what. Sometimes I it, I don't know. I can't find my own self because she's a nice lady, you know. Yeah. She's gonna actually. You know, I'm gonna get married. I'm gonna get married in October, and she's gonna be in my wedding. But, you know, okay. I, don't, I don't know. Well, it's going to be hard to stay away from her if she's going to be in your wedding. But, Patricia, I think for you, um, as you have this person, there's a reason that God um, puts us in places so that we can be light and we can speak truth and we can be an example to them. So you mentioned that you're praying for her. Continue to pray for her. Continue to speak truth into her life. And um, sometimes it's not always easy. And a person can say, I'm a Christian, um, but then they act like the world, they speak like the world. Um, So, you know, only God really knows the heart. And I think, you know, even as I I think about um, this is perhaps kind of a a theme that we have building in the show already, that um, we have opportunities um, as in the workplace or those who live next to us or family members to really um, speak truth to them, to pray for them, um, to be an example to them. And that's what you're to continue to do. You're to use wisdom. You're to use discernment, obviously. Uh, but, um, you, you know, it's it's not unusual for people. I'm a Christian and they're all over social media um, they can go out and live like the world, but you are to live differently and then talk about the things of the Lord that are good. Um, you know, you don't have to be a doormat to be walked on. You don't have to, to be taken advantage of. Uh, you don't have to be involved in, in those things that you know are wrong. You don't have to get caught up in the social media. I think social media, too many Christians get caught up in the gossip and in the um, negativity and things like that, and it ought not to be. And so our speech is not to be with corrupt words, but seasoned with salt, with grace, with love, 
Um, we are to act a certain way. Uh, we are to be light. We are to be truth. Um, and all those things, you conduct yourself as a Christian, okay? And then you be light to her. And you let her know, I'm going to pray for you. And when you have opportunity, continue to speak truth into her life. And so hopefully that helps Patricia in her. Um, you know the situation a lot better. If if you need to keep a little space, you know, to protect yourself, and um, yeah. then that's okay. But also you have opportunity uh, to really be a light to her. And and what you're talking about, Patricia, I'm sure that there's mm-hmm. people listening right now, um, yeah. all in Colorado and Wyoming and on the East Coast and all whoever's listening, that they can relate to you. And so it takes a lot of prayer, a lot of discernment. Lord, just help me to minister in the right way to them. But you continue to be a light, and you continue to speak truth, and you continue to pray for her. And uh, if you have opportunity, I, I didn't catch it all, if you have a chance to take her to church or to listen to a teaching or listen to Grace FM, you know, uh, to encourage her towards the things of the Lord that will be helpful and beneficial to her. So, Father, I just pray for Patricia. She she obviously cares for this person because um, this coworker is going to um, be in her wedding and so, Lord, I pray that Patricia, between now and that time, would really be able to speak truth and with her life and her words, honor you, give her wisdom, Lord, give her peace, give her strength, because sometimes when we're ministering to others, that can be hard, it can wear on us, but Lord, there's a reason why Patricia is in this friend of hers life, and that is to be a light to her and to speak truth to her. So, Lord, I pray you help her to do that. I pray for her friend that her heart would be convicted uh, by your word. Uh, Her heart would be convicted um, in, in those areas that need to be to draw her to you. So, Lord, I pray that you would bless that you would uh, minister, that you would draw her friend to yourself, that she would come to a place of surrender to you and a desire to live for you, being a living sacrifice. And it's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen. 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 Thank you very much for praying. I will Thanks, keep my Patricia. Best and try to, my best to give her a good example. Yeah, and you, you will be praying with you and for you as well. And um, so let us know before the wedding, you know, happens, how things are going, okay? Okay, thank you so much. You bet, Patricia. Have a great weekend. God bless. You know, it it is really important for us as Christians that we get to be a light to others and to be that example to others. It doesn't mean that we go around thinking we're better than everybody else, but, you know, we're called to be light and salt. We are the only ones, think about this, that truly are is light in the darkness of this world. So be that light, and don't get pulled into the darkness. You know, Peter talks about in his epistle that we've been called out of the darkness into his marvelous light. So live in that light, live in that truth, and don't go back to the darkness, to uh, you know the old hangouts, the old gangs, the old ways of living. Live for Jesus Christ, and then be an example and a witness in how you live to others. It's so very important. Well, let's continue with the phone lines. Hey, when somebody hangs up, we do got a couple open lines. 303-690-3000. We've had great conversation. Let me give you that text line again. 
Text number is 720-336-0897. This is Pastor Jeff Figgs with you on Calvary Live, but let's go to Michael in Aurora. Michael? Hello. How are you, Michael? Good. How are you, sir? I'm doing good. Good. Um, I just had a question. I don't remember the exact words, but I'll just paraphrase. So, sorry. Where where do Christian pastors, you know, not every Christian pastor, but just in general, where do they get the authority um, to tell, I guess, the sheep, even though they're sheep too, but, you know, that their congregation, where do they get the authority to tell them and preach to them and make it sound like, as long as you believe in Christ and, you know, everything the Bible says, even if you sin, you're still saved. And when they say saved, they mean that you will not go to the lake of fire. And it's guaranteed that you will go to the kingdom. Because I, I don't get that from the Scripture. That authority doesn't come from the Scripture, and it doesn't come from God, and it doesn't come from Christ. And so I'm wondering, where do they, where do they get this from? Well, I think, Michael, there's a couple things uh, in just what you told me and in your question that need to be considered. First of all, you talked about the authority of pastors. The only authority that any of us have is, like you said, from the Scriptures. So we have to know what the Word of God declares to us. We do know that there is forgiveness of sin. Um, When you said when somebody sins, um, you know, John in his epistle says that if we sin— He's faithful and just if we confess our sins. He's faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. So I'm thankful that there is forgiveness for sin uh, because none of us live a perfect life. Jesus Christ came to die for our sins, and he um, washes us clean uh, as we come in faith. Uh, we're forgiven of our sins, but we're to confess it. We're to go to him and say, Lord, um, Listen, I've sinned. We are to abhor evil. We are to pursue righteousness. And I think um, that a lifestyle of sin, maybe that's where you're getting closer to talking about that lifestyle of sin, that somebody says that I'm a Christian, but they're practicing sin. They're habitually involved in it. Um, We do know that Paul gave warning about that. Um, He would say that, don't you know that the unrighteous will not inherit the kingdom of God? Don't be deceived, neither fornicators, idolaters, adulterers, homosexuals, sodomites, thieves, covetous, nor drunkards, nor revilers, nor extortioners will inherit the kingdom of God. And then Paul goes on to say to the Corinthian church, And such were some of you, but you were sanctified, you were justified in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ by the Spirit of our God. You know, Romans, we've been talking a lot about this, that as Christians, that as we are justified by our faith in Jesus Christ alone— Paul painstakingly makes that case in the first part of the book of, of Romans, um, chapters 3, 4, and 5. But then we are sanctified, set apart to live for him. And in chapter 6, he says, Should we continue in sin that grace may abound? He says, Certainly not. How shall we, you know, who have died to sin, live any longer in it? We're to be an instrument of righteousness. We are to live for the Lord. He goes on and he writes that in chapter 8, that there's no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus. 
Um, and he says, there, therefore, now is no condemnation. That's good news. But we are to walk in the Spirit. We are to live in the Spirit and to be empowered by the Spirit. So there should be a living faith is going to be worked out in your life. And so that's the authority of Scripture. Just because somebody says that they are a Christian, only God really knows the heart. And being a Christian, there's going to be some evidence of that living faith that's being worked out, and that's what James talks about in his epistle. So it's a conversation that that we need to know the balance of what Scripture says. Um, that when I do sin, if I confess that sin, he's faithful and just to forgive us our sins, and it cleanses us from all unrighteousness. I'm so thankful for that. Um, but I also know that we are to be living for him. So, hey, good question. Thanks, Michael. We're going to go to breaks. The only break that we have, we got a couple open lines, so grab one of those open lines, and we'll be right back. Welcome back to Calvary Live. Give us a call at 303-690-3000 or text us at 720-336-0897. Let's join Calvary Live right now. Yes, and welcome back to the second half of Calvary Live. So glad to be with you. My name is Jeff Figgs. I pastor Calvary Chapel Greeley in northern Colorado. What a beautiful day here in Colorado and southern Wyoming. Love to hear from you guys, so give me a call at 303-690-3000. We got a couple open lines. Let me give you that text number again, 720-336-0897. Hey, love to hear from you guys on the East Coast of Truth and Hope FM. Last week, boy, you guys were calling, and, and it was great. Love to hear from you guys. So if you have an opportunity, I'd love to be able to have that conversation with you as you ask questions or give your prayer requests. So um, lots of... Uh, lots of opportunities right now as we got a couple open lines, plenty of time. We're uh, love to to hear from you. So, hey, um, I just want to let you know that uh, here in Greeley, we'll be continuing through the Book of Romans. We've had a discussion in the first half of this show about living for Christ and being an example, and uh, it's been a good uh, discussion that we've had uh, with a few people on the phone. And one of the things that we are looking at on Sunday mornings is the book of Romans, is that section that uh, he says that, that uh, I urge you, brethren, by the mercies of God, to present yourself a living sacrifice. So in chapters 1 through 11, Paul has written to us about this you know, incredible gospel. That's the whole theme of the book of Romans. He says that I'm not ashamed of the gospel. It's the power of God for salvation for all who believe. And then he goes through and he he writes about chapters 1, 2, and 3 about our need for the gospel. Chapters 4, 5, and 6 about justification, being declared justified or righteous before God. It is by faith alone. And then chapters uh, uh, 6, 7, and 8, uh, uh, sanctification. Then he writes about his brethren in chapters 9, 10, and 11. He says, all because of that. He, he says that you are to present yourself as a living sacrifice. Um, so uh, we are to do that by the mercies of God. He's been so good to us. And then we're learning how we can be that living sacrifice. And then this weekend, 
we're going to be in Romans chapter 13 that talks about our responsibility when it comes to the civil authorities. So that is something I think is really important for us to consider, to look at, especially when we see, you know, that we're headed for an election year and the political, um, you know, drama is is at its height. Uh, It's, you know, we, we can get so upset by the things that we see and hear but we need to have a good biblical view of what our civil responsibilities are to pray for those who are peace officers and, and those that God has put into authority. Um, and so we're going to talk about all that stuff. So come see us on Sunday, 8, 9, 30, 11 o'clock, or three morning services. We have nursery, children's ministry, middle schoolers that meet. Just love to to have you come as we study God's Word chapter by chapter, verse by verse here um, at Calvary Chapel. So um, let's see where I'm at here. Um, let's see. I think, do I still have Jose from Greeley online? Yeah. Hey, Jose. How are you? How are you doing, Pastor? All right. Good. Thanks for calling. I just, ha- I, I just have a quick question. Uh, I'm a growing Christian with you guys over here in Greeley. Uh, uh, I think I've seen in, Mar- in uh, Mark or Luke... Um, a section where it says that, that Jesus Christ uh, came to bring division. Now I know it's probably a, uh, it, you know, it's probably not what it means, but I, I just was going to see if you could clarify that for me a little bit. Well, I think you're right. He did say that he he would say that um, that I came uh, as I bring a sword. I didn't come to bring peace, but a sword. And um, he he goes on to say, this is from Luke chapter 12, and and let me read it, uh, Jose, for the sake of the readers. Um, And he says, from now on, he says, I tell you, um, do you suppose that I came to give peace on the earth? I tell you not at all, but rather division. For from now on, five in one house will be divided, three against two and two against three. And father will be divided against son, and son against father, mother against daughter, and daughter against mother, mother mother-in-law against her daughter-in-law, and daughter-in-law against her mother-in-law. And so here Jesus is telling them, listen, that I've come to bring division. And the reason is, is when you become a Christian, first of all, you belong to a brand new family. You belong to the family of God. And that will cause a separation for there to be with other family members. So that's what he's talking about, the division. And there's a whole lot of people, Jose, that uh, that go to here to Calvary Chapel that their family really has, um, the relationship has been strained, even severed, because they are a Christian, because they love the Lord, uh, because they've made a decision, we're going to live for the Lord, and we are not going to compromise. So sometimes family gets upset. Sometimes family says, "What do you mean? You're, you know, you're religious. Uh, you know, you believe in Jesus. Well, you know, uh, I believe in God, and and I'm not fanatical like you." But it does bring division. That's what Jesus is talking about. So he's talking about that division uh, that will come as we make a decision for Jesus Christ. But the good news is this: you belong to the family of God. And um, so that division is there. Um, that happens because of our faith in Jesus Christ. Does that help? Yeah, that, that really helps, Pastor. I just, uh, you know, like, you know, I'm a growing Christian, and uh, I used to be Catholic, so I'm trying to 
learn every little piece that I can. And, uh, you know, um, yeah. actually, I was I was talking to my mother yesterday, and she's a strong Catholic, and uh, yeah. she actually prayed the sinner's prayer with me, and I was kind of, you know, kind of sharing a little bit, and and and, and I think it caught her eye because I was telling her, you know, at, at our, you know, church we read the Bible, and she, uh, I see she has a lot of faith, you know, and I pray for her, but right. I want her yeah. to be in the right direction. Uh, right. So and I you're, asked you, you're, you would do a little prayer for her. Uh, absolutely, so Jose. You're, you're, yeah, you're doing good because I know kind of a little bit what you're going through because I was raised Catholic, and. I remember when it was me and I grew up in Kansas. It was all my uncles and aunts, and it was a large family and all my cousins and and my grandparents. We w- went to mass every week, and then all of a sudden something happened. And uh, one of my cousins, who actually uh, is a pastor up in uh, Wisconsin, I believe, and he got saved, then my sister got saved, and then we got saved, then my mom got saved. And it's a wonderful thing, but it did cause strain in in, uh, in relationships. And, um, you know, and that is something that just took place, and it's probably something that as you come to Christ and as you're learning the Bible, but I think it's so cool that you prayed with your mom. Um, that's what I would encourage all those who perhaps are ministering to those who are in the uh, Catholic faith or um, some other traditional religion or whatever, give them Jesus. Give them Jesus and give them the gospel, and that's what we did. And so we're going to pray for her. It's it's so exciting to hear that. And uh, we've had a lot of people come that for the very first time, the Word of God got opened up to them, and it touched their hearts. And uh, it it you know the word of God is alive and powerful and sharper than any two edged sword is what the book of Hebrews says, and I remember uh, Jose when I first walked in to uh, a, a church. It was a little church many years ago. I think it was back in 1981 called Calvary Chapel. There wasn't very many Calvary chapels back then, and I remember that um, you know I I grew up Catholic. I stopped going to mass. You know, I, I, I wasn't interested in the things of God. My sister got saved, and uh, she, um, you know, kept bugging me to come to church. Finally, I thought, I'm going to come to church just to satisfy her. And when the Word of God got opened up, it touched my heart in such a deep way, and um, and it was it was so incredible. And, uh, and so it's so neat to hear those testimonies. And Jose, that we're going to pray for your mom and just keep giving her truth, keep giving her Jesus. And I think that's wonderful. Thank you, Pastor. All right, let's pray. Father, I thank you for my brother, Jose, who has called. And I just pray that as he ministers to his mom, to his family, that he would, in a very loving way, as Ephesians says, speak the truth in love, that he would give Jesus. It was Paul that came to the Corinthian, uh, you know, to that town of Corinth, and he would write that he would come preaching nothing but Jesus Christ and him crucified. And that is our message to the world. That is our message to those who maybe are caught up in religious traditions to give them Jesus, because we know that 
The Catholic Church can't save anyone, and Calvary Chapel can't save anyone. No church can save anyone. Only Jesus Christ and coming to faith in him and understanding what um, Jesus did for us on the cross and that he rose again from the grave and that he's alive, that he is our hope, he's our salvation, he was our propitiation as he died on the cross, made atonement for us. There is none other. So, Lord, I pray you give Jose just wisdom and guidance um, and comfort as he ministers to his family. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thank you, Pastor. We'll see you Sunday. Okay, God bless you, man. 303-690-3000. We're going to continue with the phone lines, but we got plenty of time to take your call. So give me a call here at Calvary Live with Pastor Jeff Figs with you this afternoon. Let's go to Dwayne in Pennsylvania. Dwayne? Hi, actually it's Diane. You know what? I read it wrong. <laughs> How are you, Diane? <laughs> Very well, thank you. You know, it's interesting, not to make an excuse, but, you know, I'm trying to do like three or four different things, you know, when, when I'm um, doing the show. So that one got away from me, so I didn't look <laughs> very carefully. <laughs> That's certainly so, okay. <laughs> but I appreciate you calling, Diane. Actually, I'm calling with a prayer request. Um, okay. My husband and I have been feeling led over the last couple years to do something for the military. Um, he was active military and was able to work with... Uh, chaplain and help, and since he was on the front lines, he is able to relate to people very well. Um, So I guess I'm just calling for uh, resources and direction to to make this happen, because there are a lot of people with needs. You know, you are exactly right, and blesses my heart that you guys want to do that. Um, I've been involved uh, as a law enforcement chaplain for 17 years, and it is such um, a needed ministry. And military chaplains are so needed. We need to show that support for them, and to give them, you know, hope and truth, and be there to bring comfort and to pray for them. So, especially somebody who has, you know, uh, active duty, and and by the way, be sure to tell him I said thank you for his service. Um, And we just got through with Memorial uh, Weekend, and uh, we are so grateful as a nation to have some of the best men and women that are in our nation, that are defending our nation, and we want to pray for them. We're going to be going over Romans chapter 13 um, on Sunday about our responsibility as Christians and when it comes to civil authorities, but to pray for our peace officers, to pray for our military, because I am so thankful that I can have service this Sunday, the freedoms that we have, that, um, the, you know, uh, I can speak the truth and, and I'm so thankful for the blessings that we have because those who went before us, who fought for our freedoms, I pray that we never take that for granted as a nation. Mm-hmm. And um, for our peace officers, that every day they are holding the line. They are there for our good. 
And so I think it's so wonderful that, that you guys are wanting to get involved with military um, and those who, you know, active or those who have uh, come out of the military because they need it. They need it so, so much. And uh, mm-hmm. so certainly we're going to pray. So, um, you know, I think that, um, you know, as far as resources for military chaplain, I'm not really sure. I know that Calvary Chapel has had um, some resources, and they had a ministry with their chaplain. So you might want to Google that, because I've seen it in Calvary Chapel magazine, um, the chaplain ministry that they've had, and that's specifically for the military. Okay. And um, so that's a, a beginning uh, that you can start with. But just be available. Okay, thank you very much. And you guys, you have a lot of uh, a lot of military installations there in Pennsylvania, don't you? Yeah, there's a very big uh, veterans hospital too. Yeah, yeah, and there's a lot of ministry that um, to be done. So, Father, I just pray for Diane. I just pray that you would bless her and her husband. I thank you for his service. Um, and I thank you for their heart for those in the military, those who are uh, ex-military, um, that you would just open those doors for them to minister. Uh, if it's chaplaincy, to be able to be there, to speak comfort and wisdom and truth into their lives, but to be able to help them. Um, so, many, so many have come home that are um, maybe they didn't get injured physically, but mentally mm-hmm. and emotionally, maybe they are um, injured in, in the VA hospitals. Maybe they've uh, gone through that and their lives have changed. But for them to just be a vessel to be used, to, to minister to them, um, to bring hope to them, the message of the gospel. And Lord, I just commit them to you. I thank you for their heart for the, for the military and their desire to to bless them any way that they can. So you open up the doors. You're the one that opens doors that no man can shut, and you shut doors that no man can open. So open those doors because you desire to to bring light into those who need it and those of our military. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you very much. Okay. Hey, you know what? There is... Um, Calvary Chapel Military Chaplaincy. Um, if you go to militarychaplains.com, you should be able to pull something up, okay? Okay. And um, that's a start, okay? Okay, thank you very much. Absolutely. Thanks for calling. Appreciate it, Diane. Uh-huh. Have a great weekend. I, yeah, you too. You know, we all, God puts us in different places to minister and... Um, you know, it's been a great honor of mine to minister to peace officers, and um, I, I, I consider myself a friend of peace officers. Um, being a chaplain for the Well County Sheriff's Office, uh, I, I've been with some of them in some of the worst times that they've gone through. Uh, to be there to just uh, speak truth into their lives and comfort, um, and not just Well County Sheriff's Office, but other peace officers actually. Uh, throughout the state, and it's such a privilege and honor to do that. Uh, One of the things that uh, my wife and I are going to do and my family is 
in August, take a few days, and we're going to go to New York City to see the 9-11 memorial that, that, um, you know, has been built. Uh, I was at 9-11 at Ground Zero shortly after the Twin uh, Towers fell and was there ministering and ministering to New York City police officers. And I remember it was such an awful time. Uh, I believe, if I'm right, and I'm just trying to remember this um, just from memory, I believe it was 163 New York police officers were killed. I know there's 300 and over 350 uh, firefighters. So when we were there, and you know there was those of the Port Authority, when we were there, it was such a difficult time, and uh, you know they're trying to clear the rubble, um, and you know the firefighters and the police officers, you know they didn't want to go home. They were working twelve-hour shifts, and um, it was just a real difficult time. And then there was all these memorial services that were going on. Uh, several a day uh, from from those who lost their lives, those first responders. And I remember that the chaplaincy was so important, and um, and and it is important uh, for to minister to our our peace officers, to minister to uh, the firefighters, our first responders, because they have such a difficult, difficult um, job that they do, and they are called God's ministers. And those in the military, so I, I I really have a special heart for those who desire to do that, and uh, so, you know, be praying for our peace officers, be praying for those in the military, be praying for our country. Uh, it's so very very important. Um, let's continue with the phone lines. Let's go to Bob and Cheyenne. Hi, Bob. You're Hello. on Calvary Live. How are you? Yeah, I have a question in numbers. 16 or 18, it says uh-huh. that the uh, priests will bear the iniquity of the tabernacle and the iniquity of their own priesthood. Now, what does that mean? In chapter 18? Yeah. Let me read it to you. Then the Lord said to Aaron, You and your sons and your father's house with you shall bear the iniquity related to the sanctuary, and you and your sons with you shall bear the iniquity associated with your priesthood. You know, Bob, that's really good. It's a good way to end the week with a really good question. And um, and I think, um, I think that what is being told to them is they shall bear the iniquity related to the sanctuary and the priesthood is talking about their accountability before God. Um, God never gives us, and one of the things we need to remember, those of us in ministry, he never gives us authority without accountability. The two always go together. So God gives someone headship, uh, whether that was the priest, um, even the Levites, as a pastor, of course, in the New uh, Testament, uh, as he's called me to, and he expects, you know, that there are going to be those who are going to be under them in you know, as they have that headship, but he also has a special accountability for that person. And I think that's the main thrust of what's being talked about in that verse, that, hey, Aaron, you guys got a huge ministry um, that has taken place. And we see it, because what happened in Leviticus chapter 10? Do you remember? Leviticus 10, all right. 
Well, we just finished you Leviticus a little while ago. Yeah, and that's great. And there's a lot in there. But in Leviticus chapter 10, what happened was is that um, Aaron's two sons offer profane fire, remember? Oh, yeah. Right. And they were they they were, they, they were cons- <laughs> Yeah, they were yeah, they got smoked exactly. Fire came down from heaven. And um but in that uh then the Lord says, "Aaron, remember this that when you and your other two sons go into um, the tabernacle that make sure that you're not drunk with wine. So apparently those other two sons of his that got consumed with fire were drunk with wine. And um, he says, listen, that you can discern between what is clean and unclean, what is holy and what is unholy. And I think that in Numbers chapter 18, that Aaron, don't be haughty, um, you know, uh, but you need to be humbled. Um you are to bear the iniquity related to the sanctuary with the priesthood. And, and that's the way that we're supposed to be. And even in Romans, we're told, don't think too highly of yourself if you're going to be a living sacrifice. And it's interesting that, remember too, Bob, as I'm kind of thinking about all this and looking at it, when did God tell Aaron this in Numbers chapter 18? Right after chapter 17. What happened in chapter 17? The um, Aaron's the budding of exactly. So we saw rebellion happen earlier in the book of Numbers that brought this whole situation, you know, because uh, Moses and Aaron were being challenged about the priesthood uh, with Korah and um, you know those guys bringing the you know leaders of the congregation saying you take too much upon yourself. Well, we're special too, and they were challenging Aaron specifically about that. Um, they were challenging Aaron in his, you know, being the high priest. They were like saying, you know, Dathan and, and Korah was saying, I want to be the high priest. Now, Korah was a Levite. He had a ministry, but he wanted the ministry of Aaron. He's like, listen, I want to be the high priest. I want to go into the Holy of Holies. So the Lord says, listen, each of the 12 tribes put in a rod, and whoever's rods buds, that's who I've called. And, of course, Aaron's rod would bud that that was the priest, and Aaron came from the tribe of Levi, and then the Levites, uh, only the direct descendants of Aaron were priests, and then there was the other families of the Levites. But it's almost like the Lord is saying, okay, Aaron, you know, you're rod-butted, they're in the Holy of Holies, but don't be too haughty. Don't be too haughty. Okay, the calling that I've given to you. And it, it is true with us as well, that whatever God has called me as a pastor— it simply means I'm to be the servant of all, and that I'm to be humbled before the people and walk in the fear of the Lord. So I think that's the biggest lessons that you can get from that. Yeah. Well, I thought maybe it was talking about the iniquity that, uh, like later on, Samuel's sons were taking meat out of the yeah sanctuary. And, that, and I that think was, you're touching. Uh, yeah, I think you're touching on something that. Actually, what we're talking about, they they were, uh, Samuel's sons were corrupt, weren't they? And God dealt with them, and and because Samuel wouldn't deal with them. Um, but they had a responsibility, and they were sinning. They were, you know, in every way, and even morally, and God ended up dealing with them. They ended up, didn't they, as you read First Samuel, getting killed, and, um, and then— um, you know, they were gone, and 
and then Ichabod came, the glory has departed, all because of they were corrupt. And, you know, we're held, we as teachers, as pastors, we're held at a stricter judgment, we are told by Scripture. And we need to always remember that we need to be humble before the Lord. So I think you're you're hitting on the right points there, Bob. Well, thank you. I appreciate it. Hey, you have a great weekend. You too. All right. God bless you. Thanks for calling, Bob. Good question. Very good question. All right. We only got a couple minutes left. So, you know, I think that's a good point to um, to end on. Um, every show kind of takes on a theme, and it's today been living for the Lord, to be that living sacrifice. And then when Paul, right after he says that in Romans chapter 12, verses 1 and 2, he says, uh, the very first thing, don't think too highly of yourself than what you ought. Uh, It is by God's grace that we have been saved. It is by his grace that we are to be used of him, to walk with him, to live for him, and be humbled. And um, he goes on and he says in Romans chapter 12 uh, that, you know, make sure that, that you don't think uh, you know, more highly of yourself um, above others. And and he tells us how it is that our hearts should be. Always humble before the Lord is what we're to do. And um, giving preference to one another and not lagging in diligence, fervent in spirit and serving the Lord, rejoicing in hope, patient in tribulation, continuing steadfastly in prayer. So, hey, great show. Go to church this weekend. Be in fellowship with other believers. Take in the word of God. Thank you so much for calling. We'll see you next time. You've been listening to Calvary Live. Tune in next time for prayer and God's word.